Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Second to None podcast. I am Blaine Gilmer here with my host, co-host Tavares King, and we are live here on the 365 Sports YouTube channel and, as always, on the Believe Podcast Network. We're here talking all things SEC football-related, and Tavares, that would include a busy week that was when it comes to the early signing period, the SEC once again dominating the early signing period with the top three ranked teams all coming out of the Southeastern Conference, Texas A&M, Alabama, Georgia, and then even on down at five, a future SEC team in the Texas Longhorns uh, that will be coming in before too long. So, uh, man, uh, you know, it's always interesting to see the next crop of talent that's going to be coming into the, uh, I think, the greatest conference in football. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you said the greatest conference in football is going to pull – I think the, the the greatest players in high school to to come play in it. Um and, and you said it one, two, and three um are teams that I expected to be there. Bama, um, Georgia and, and Texas AM. Obviously we talked about my man Nick Williams and the recruiting job he's done over there. Um so you expect you expect the SEC schools to be up there, but there's some other places that that are doing some pretty dope things as well. Um but just looking on that list. <laughs> I, I'm kind of uh, kind of feel bad for old Florida. They're they're way down there in the, in recruiting, but uh, I think Vandy's in front of them. If I saw that right, yeah, Vanderbilt but, uh, uh, in a in the rivals rankings, Vanderbilt has got a top top thirty. Uh, well, we're the top, they're in thirty thirty fifth in the country uh, right now as we speak. Florida has hopped up into forty sixth overall right folks, now. So Vandy, folks, folks, folks trying to get that edification. That's it. That's it. They're trying to get over there and uh, get some uh, some some great great education at Vanderbilt. But listen, Clark Lee, we've given them a hard time, TK, on this show. But uh, that's not an easy task that Clark Lee took on over there. Him and uh, Barton Simmons, who was a uh, you know high up uh, scout executive type deal over at twenty four seven. He's come over twenty four seven Sports. He's come over be the general manager and. They're really trying to do an overhaul there. So we're going to touch on all of these SEC teams, um, you know, some teams going to the transfer portal, and we're even going to hit the Travis Hunter effect, even though that didn't have as much to do with SEC. It was more Florida State, but Georgia did make a, a run at Travis Hunter, but he ends up going to Jackson State. And uh, we're just going to kind of talk about how that and NIL and all this kind of stuff is going to change the world of recruiting as we know it.
Um, but guys, one thing we wanted to mention is right off the bat, we got to thank our sponsor here, Bet Online. If anybody would have had a bet uh, odds on Travis Hunter going to Jackson State and laid down that one early, I'm I'm sure you would have made a nice little little penny off of that one. But uh, guys, Bet Online is back and better than ever, and it's got a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season with more props, odds, lines ever before. It's bowl season as well, so you can bet on all those games. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your ba- uh, basketball and football action this season. So as I said, he- head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the available offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And TK, we're going to start with Texas A&M here who is having the maybe the greatest class in recruiting history. Uh, not just not just not just this year. Uh, they are putting together a unbelievable class, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, kind of share a little bit about uh, the these rivals' rankings here. I'll go ahead and put those up on the screen if you're watching on the 365 Sports YouTube channel because it is quite remarkable, TK. Uh, the number of the number of five and uh, four and five star recruits that they are that they are putting up here right now. Uh, Texas A&M is coming in here with three five-star recruits on the season uh, on this recruiting cycle so far and 20, 20 four-stars right there. You see Alabama has 24 stars, but only one five-star recruit. So 27 total commits for Texas A&M. They added another one in Denver Harris uh, today, a, a, you know, just blue chip corner prospect over there. Tavares, um, we've talked about Texas A&M and, and what they should be able to do with Jimbo Fisher and that staff that he's put together over there. And also, it's no secret now with NIL uh, going on, there's some oil money over there, TK. So uh, are you surprised by Texas A&M with the momentum, even though they had, you know, kind of a disappointing season after going 9-1 and one in 2020, uh, drop, you know, drop four games this year or three, three or four games this year? What is it about Texas A&M? Uh, that that you think is getting it done for them in this recruiting cycle? Man, I think it's I, – I really think it's that they've been on the up and up um, every year. I think we talked about it when we first started our podcast about this, the job that they've done recruiting and the players that they've had that they have gotten in, into the building, um, into the university, um, into that program, and it, and they've done a good job of that. Now, have, and we talked about those players not – um, you know, them not getting the most out of those players. They're getting them there. They're getting them there, but they're not, you know, reaping the benefits of having those guys. But they're doing a damn good job of getting every bit of the talent uh, of the talent pool that's out there. And we talked about it before early on, a guy that uh, that's a big integral part of that is a guy that came from, um, you know, our our place, Nick Williams, and he's just racking them up out there, man. Him and oh, yeah, yeah uh, Nick Williams, former Georgia graduate assistant. But if you're looking on here right now and you can see um, here on the screen, they've brought in 
three of the top recruits in the entire country and a defensive tackle, Walter Nolan, Evan Stewart, who is a um, just unbelievable talent out on the edge wide receiver. Uh, everybody in the country would have loved to have Evan Stewart. And then Denver Harris commits today. But you see those three five stars at the top. But this man right here is the one that I wanted to highlight, uh, Donovan Donovan Green. And I know you did a little breakdown. I'm going to play his uh, his film for everybody while you're talking about him. But, you know, they they had the, the big tight end there, uh, TK and, and Jalen Weidemeyer. Um, but now they've added Donovan Green here to kind of, as Weidemeyer's going out, they're bringing Green in to kind of take his place a little bit here. Yeah, for sure, man. Just another a huge body tight end, um, speed mismatch nightmare for a cornerback. There you see they they they're putting him out wide, and he's doing some great things, running slants, running deep balls. Just a mismatch nightmare. But the thing right here that you're going to see is the thing that I love. Watch him on the edge blocking the hell out of this guy. But you don't just see that one or two times. You see it consistently throughout this guy's tape. He's a physical. He's a physical specimen. He's a physical guy. Um, there you see right there, he, he's special enough to run double move routes. So he's the type of guy that, that I think can replace a Jalen Watermeyer, can be integral in what they're trying to do, can help can help Zach Calzada out um, in the passing game and as well as help well, that Zach, and, But Zach's in the, Zach's in the portal oh, yeah. now. And remember, they're right. it and dip. we my, got another one we're talking about here. My, my fault. <laughs> My fault can help whoever the quarterback is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, can help whoever the quarterback is because they've had they they did have success out wide. They did have guys make plays out wide for them. But he this guy right here can be special for them for sure. And you're seeing it right here on tape. Yeah, uh, Donovan Green is a guy that that you know Georgia is no no stranger to trying to get you know talented tight ends in their program uh they even targeted uh, donovan green early on but then they decided to go with oscar delp a uh, in-state guy there but tk when you talk about it you know a lot of people overlook that part of it with a tight end a dynamic tight end the being able to block right on the in, in the run game in the sec especially with what jimbo fisher likes to do be able to establish a run get play action going early having a tight end that that truly can help with numbers in the box and then also be a mismatch on linebackers and safeties you see that what that's doing for georgia this year with brock mm -hmm. bowers uh literally maybe the best tight end in, in the in the country uh he is in my in my observation and i awesome. think you, you know i think texas a&m has kind of gotten themselves one here in donovan green 100 percent um when you get a guy like that that can can help you in the run game it's dynamic can can do can do things out wide from a from a, a go ball perspective, um, you saw this this cat running slants. Um, you see Brock Bowers getting in arounds. I think that um, I saw a few of those on his tape. When you have a cat like that at the tight end position, that's special, a big body dude like that. Again, it, it it does things from a defensive perspective. It puts defenses in a bind when they have to worry about a guy like that. Um, and, and 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 hats off to them for getting for getting this cat in there. He's an in-state guy. Um, hats off to them, man, for 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 finding a Donovan Green. Yeah. So now you know you pair Donovan Green with Max Johnson, who entered the portal from LSU. He's been a, a, a two-year starter basically for uh, LSU, a one and a half-year starter. He enters the portal. Now he is coming over. Uh, you know, he's a native of Oconee uh, High School there in Athens, Athens, Georgia. Uh, and now he is coming to 
uh, College Station to take the place of Zach Calzada now. So we've got Max Johnson, who recently just beat Texas A&M on a throw uh, late in the year for LSU. Now he's coming over and he's going to uh, be you know, quarterbacking for the Texas A&M Aggies. What, what's your gut reaction to, you know, the left-handed Max Johnson coming over to be the the new signal caller? That's if he can hold off uh, Connor Wigman, who is, uh, you know, a talented quarterback in his own right coming in in this class. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see, in my opinion, what Max Johnson is able to do. What's your reaction to Max joining the Aggies? Man, I love it. I, I love it for – for for Max Johnson, I think it gives him a fresh start, a fresh opportunity to do some things with a with a coach that that understands the game, has been with some phenomenal quarterbacks in the past. Um, and let's be clear, Max Johnson isn't just some some slap. He can he he has really really good arm talent. He has NFL arm talent. I think the thing that hurt Max this year was just sitting in that pocket too too long. And I but I think that uh Texas AM's line is a little bit better than uh than and they were uh, young in some spots. Yeah, this yeah year, exactly. So they'll have and that they, experience. Yeah, they were young. They were young, but they stepped up and made some plays and they're and I think that they're gonna be better um up front. But I think that they get a really, really good um level headed kid in Max Johnson. Um I think they get a competitor in Max Johnson and I think they get somebody that's gonna be hungry. Um you know, after leaving a program that 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 in his head probably he thinks should have been his to begin with. And you know what else they get? They get his humongous four-star uh, little brother tied in that's coming with him. So his brother <laughs> committed to – his brother was uh, committed to LSU, right? So Matt, here's how it all went down. Max decides to enter the portal. His brother decommits from LSU. His brother commits and signs with Texas A&M, and then it's about two days later, Max signs with Texas A&M uh, out of the out of the portal. So a little package deal over there. Brad Johnson's sons, uh, Brad Johnson, a, a baller in his own right, you know, Super Bowl oh, champion sure. with the uh, uh, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers back in the Gruden years back uh, back then. So um, Big Bad Brad is what he calls himself now, doing trick shots on TikTok and uh, all that kind of stuff. So you can buy his merch over there, but. Big Bad uh, Brad's going to be sporting the the maroon over there for for the Aggies, the 12th man at Kyle Field. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see how all that turns out. But they have the number one class in the country right now. Uh, TK, it, also, it almost doesn't seem fair, but the number two class in the country is the Alabama Crimson Tide. And I, I just I, I say it doesn't seem fair because, you know, they're, we saw how loaded they are with weapons in the SEC championship game, what they were able to do against a really good, really, really good Georgia defense. So they were able to make it look like it wasn't so good. Uh, and, you know, now they're going to be reloading once again with skill players and and uh, all of the like, all the above, you name it. They're bringing it in in this class. And I think it's going to be interesting uh, to see, you know, Nick Saban just keeps – chugging right along doesn't he tk adding all these uh adding all these four and five star recruits yeah man uh i mean it doesn't stop when you win um when you when you consistently put guys into the league when, you can, when you're consistently um the best you set you set the bar and kids want to be that bar um or at least they want to bite out of it so they, they they're going to get the best of the best they're going to get the cream of the crop um because they produce that kind of that kind of uh that kind of play. Um, so, so they're going to get that. And that's, uh, they're, 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 got, they're getting players all across the board, all kinds of athletes year in and year out. And it hasn't stopped. 
Yeah, so let's look a little bit here at this Alabama Class A. Uh, Jeremiah Alexander is their only five-star, rivals five-star in the class of defensive men. Uh, and so now you're going to have Jeremiah Alexander coming in there right alongside Dallas Turner and Will Anderson, who's back for another year for Alabama. So they are going to be able to get after the passer, of course, next year, um, bringing in a talented quarterback that will be the next one in line probably behind uh, Bryce Young and Ty Simpson. I've been on record, and I say I think Ty Simpson will win a Heisman Trophy uh, before all is said and done, uh, not just because he's going to Alabama. I think Ty Simpson could have went to Georgia, Clemson, wherever he wanted to go. Uh, he's that talented of a quarterback. I like Ty Simpson more than any quarterback in this class, so that's a great pull for uh, Alabama. But once again, uh, TK, they're adding receivers. Kendrick Law uh, is from Shreveport, Louisiana. Great uh, great talent that can play both sides of the ball. And uh, one player that we're going to break down here, as, as if Alabama doesn't already have enough uh, weapons on the outside, Kobe Prentice. And I'm going to let you uh, you know, break down a little bit of Kobe's film here as you, you did a little research on, on uh, Kobe Prentice. Yeah, bro. Uh, you said it. They don't. Do they need any more weapons? Do they need any more weapons, bro? The thing that jumps off the tape when watching this dude is obviously speed, 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 speed. Um, he's a guy. He's a he's a guy that has super speed. Um, he's very elusive. Um, kind of reminds you of a, of a Jamison Williams. I and mean, then he wasn't even recruited um, highly, but when you watch him catch the ball, his run after catch is is second to none um <laughs> yeah 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 he's he's ridiculous bro um the cat he, he just understands how, how to to run run routes um i think you'll see it here later his his go he runs a couple go routes and stacks the db um his ball tracking is is unbelievable so i thought they they, they found him another gym to add to that to that wide out uh room that you know consistently produces diamonds so uh excited about look at him there uh <laughs> excited yeah, he, about watching excited about watching him for years to come but man alabama just keeps finding receivers bro well and here's the thing with a guy like kobe prentice you mentioned he wasn't highly recruited he he was i think he was gonna end up going to to maryland which is no slouch in its own right but he wasn't like you know looked at one of the best receivers in the country because okay. remember this 2022 class was impacted more than any class ever by COVID, right? They weren't able to before that summer, before their junior years, really to go on that camp circuit and and let let uh you know co college coaches see them up in person. It was all done via Zoom and things like that. But then Kobe Prentice shows up in Tuscaloosa for a camp, and they say, "Hold on, young fella, yeah, you you ain't going to Maryland. You go you're gonna stay right here in, in Tuscaloosa." They offered him on the spot. About a couple of days later, he decommitted from. Uh, Maryland, and that's all it all it took. Uh, you see, um, Kobe Prentice is uh, right in line with some of the talented, you know, the John Mechies, Jameson Williams, the guys that can absolutely fly and just uh, do damage with the ball after it's in their hands. Yeah, I mean, he's. A, I mean, you see it here, bro. They throw him hella screens. Um, I'm sure he was a kickoff part return guy, and I'm sure he's going to probably do that for an Alabama team who likes to get the ball in their playmakers' hands any kind of way they can. And this guy is that. He's a playmaker. When you're throwing a guy a screen and he's taking them 60, 70, 80 to the crib, it's a special, it's a special type of dude.
No doubt. And, uh, you know, that that's just an example of that Alabama class. But like I said, they're, they're, they have a lot to uh, look forward to in, in terms of, you know, Alabama, they were they were missing some guys uh, defensively. They had a lot of young guys, but they're bringing in, um, you know, guys on the back end of that defense. Antonio Kite out of Anniston, Alabama, right there in their backyard. Traquan Fagans out of Alaba- Alabaster, Alabama, which is uh, uh, he was formerly of uh, both both Thompson and Oxford High School. So uh, he's been in two powerhouses over there. Earl Little. Earl Little Jr. Uh, so he's got that that NFL blood running running through his veins over there uh, from Plantation, Florida. Uh, they they're adding a lot in the secondary, and that was um, maybe you know Alabama's biggest weakness, and it is now because uh, uh, Job is uh, Josh Job is out for the year um, with a foot injury. So uh, Alabama's starting corner in the playoffs for the, uh, the playoffs coming up. He's out, so now they're going to be. Um, relying on uh, freshman Kool-Aid McKinstry, who's a great player in his own right. And then, of course, they're hoping uh, Jalen Armour Davis is able to come back. So they, they'll see. But Alabama thin at the corner position going into the college football playoffs, so they made a concerted effort to sign some in this class. And that's one reason, going back to Denver Harris signing with Texas A&M, that's huge for Texas A&M. One, he's not coming in their program. Two, he's not going to Alabama. <laughs> so that, that's, a, that's a big thing for uh, uh, for them. Whenever you can sign somebody over Alabama, it's not so much as big as because what they're going to do for you, it's because what they're not going to be doing for Nick Saban. Am I right, DK? I mean, Oh, oh yeah, 100%. If, if, uh, if you can keep them from going anywhere, you want to keep them from going there. And if they're with you, they're safe, baby. Absolutely, absolutely. And then before we get to the Travis Hunter situation, because even though that's not directly SEC related, we we are going to talk about that. I wanted to talk about the number three team, the Georgia Bulldogs. They finished uh, under Kirby Smart no less than fifth ever under Kirby Smart in recruiting uh, and are sitting right now third after the early signing period. They're going to have more uh, guys sign uh, in February and probably already have had a couple more sign um in this signing class but they won't announce until the uh under armor or the uh, all-american bowl game so we'll see uh how that goes but tk they're sitting with 26 commitments right now in this class and um it is a class that is loaded on the defensive side of the ball and with good reason because tk we all know that uh georgia is set up to to lose quite a bit on that defensive side of the ball this year they could be losing up to nine ten starters uh you know from from this defense in 2021 yeah when you uh when you when you lose a really good uh defense you want to replace it with a really good defense and i think that you know coach spark understands that year in and year out you see that he brings in um defensive men linebackers uh dbs of 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 high caliber because he knows what that that guys are gonna play at a high level and then they're gonna they're gonna leave so he's no he's gotta you know replicate and and replicate what he's done so that's why you see that five-year standing of of being a top five class um that being said we are gonna have our work cut out for us with nine to ten guys leaving this defense but when you're recruiting the guys like like a marvin jones jr um yeah (laughs) it, it 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 definitely helps out a good bit and we're going to show you some film of Marvin Jones Jr., five-star out of American uh, American Heritage in Plantation, Florida, down there. He Free. is uh, – yeah, I mean, he's – Marvin Jones, is, his dad is an NFL uh, player and former 
uh, FSU star in his own right. Georgia beats out Alabama and Florida State for Martin uh, Marvin Jones Jr. But just look at this list right here. Uh, you know they've got they've got five five stars in the class, TK, and that is that's saying something. You're bringing in five five star recruits in one class. Uh, Georgia do, doing that doing their thing there. Four of them are defensive guys, and like I said, that makes sense. Michael Williams, Marvin Jones Jr. They're edge rushers. They're coming in to replace guys like you know adam anderson he's had that unfortunate uh situation off the field where he's now no longer with the georgia bulldogs so they're going to be replacing him uh maybe replacing nolan smith uh robert bill um you know all of the all of these guys that are going to be out of the program here uh for georgia next year so two big edge rushers Keith, uh, keithian big bear alexander is his name there from img academy um bear another, alexander another free. oh yeah six four three twenty uh and i think they're being a little bit light on that 320 there tk he's one of these <laughs> only guys that he stands beside jordan davis on a recruiting visit and he doesn't look small you know what i'm saying so yeah that's uh, when, when, when you can do that you're a big man and uh they they're gonna need a big presence like that in the middle georgia is to replace you know jordan davis Devonte wyatt uh, a lot of those guys leaving that program, Julian Rochester. So they're they're losing a lot of guys in the middle there. And then Jaheim Singletary, the number one corner in the country, a five-star uh, corner. And everybody saw after the SEC championship, TK, you you, you can never uh, have too many, you know, I'm, people. some people don't like the word lockdown, but lockdown corners, number one corners, a guy who's going to be matched up with that number one receiver. Uh, you saw plenty of those in your – uh, junior and senior year across from you over there as people trying to take uh, take Aaron Murray's favorite target away over there and UTK uh, across from you putting a, the best corner on you. But the guy that we want – oh, and then also the running back, Branson Robinson. Uh, if people want to see something fun, this is Nick Chubb 2.0, it looks like, in terms of physicality. I mean, he's he's a freak. He, he deadlifts ungodly like he puts like a like uh you know a sedan on this side and a sedan on this side and just like lifts it up in the air i mean he's he's huge man i mean his his uh his arms are his arms are like big as my head all the way around this guy's a bodybuilder but uh he he can really rumble when he gets the gets the ball in his hands but the guy that we wanted to show everybody was mr marvin jones and i'm gonna uh let you talk a little bit about his highlights uh that they you know you you broke down a little bit of his film here, TK. Yeah, bro. He was <laughs> he he was super fun to watch. Um, uh, another thing that jumps off the the one thing that jumped off the tape was just obviously pass rush ability, speed. His speed off the edge is ridiculous. There you'll see there you'll see this several times. Him just running around a tackle and just destroying the quarterback. But the thing that I think that is impressive is his closing speed on the quarterback. He'll run around that that tackle. That quarterback will step up. There's a time on here that the quarterback steps up, takes there off. There he is, running. taking it to the house. Yeah, dude, he, he he's he's a specimen. Quarterback steps up, and this guy tr traces his steps. I, I don't I don't think folks understand how tough that is to do. But um, the he, agility to redirect when a quarterback he, makes a sudden change like that. Yeah, man, he he is a special player, and the way that he plays. I think coincides go right goes hand in hand with the hair on fire, um, energy and effort that that Georgia plays with, and uh, hopefully he hopefully this cat comes in and and, and makes a, a big impact right away, man. I 
I, I, I see it. It's different. The closing speed that he has is different. Um, he he's fun to watch, man. We can just let this roll and have have fun watching it. <laughs> well, yeah, and and TK, the thing that impresses me when you see the <laughs> the elite pass rushers, right? It's because the guys who can can turn that corner can make that bend, and they don't have to slow up to do it. Right? They can they can bend and they can they can t- uh, contort their body to get around that tackle, and they don't. It's not like they're having to slow down their body to do it. Oh, they're, they're doing it at full speed, running that hoop. And you see right there. I mean, he just he just does it with reckless abandon. He's got the length. If he gets close to the quarterback, he's going to be able to. Uh, affect the quarterback in some way with how long his arms are. So um, Marvin Jones Jr. is a big get, and I I think uh, the biggest need in this class for Georgia because, you know, Georgia's defense has been uh, pretty dominant, TK. But one thing I think you could say is they have struggled being able to uh, get to the the passer when they're not blitzing, right? Uh, they have to – Georgia typically has to blitz and do some stunts and things like that in order – they do create a lot of havoc, but they have to bring five or six to do it. When, when they have a guy who, like an Adam Anderson was, George, when Georgia lost Adam Anderson, they lost their guy who could – just beat people one on one and get to the get to the quarterback, right? I think that's mm-hmm. what you get. And Marvin Jones uh, Jr. is is a pure pass rusher, a guy who um, can just defeat blocks, defeat uh, you know you know pass protection in one on one situations. Well, it's huge. Just like we talk about for receivers, you linemen have to do that for for the front. Um, I mean, week in and week out, especially on the NFL level, they're trying to do things to get guys schemed up like an Aaron Donald schemed up to, to get him put in one on one situations where he can get back there. So it does it does make a um, it is a great point And it does make a difference when you get a cat like a, like a Marvin Jones Jr. in the building that can d- destroy one on one mismatches um, up front and in, in, uh, in the blocking game. Absolutely. Ben, uh, we're. We're touching here on the rankings here in the uh, the rivals rankings for all of these SEC programs. Excuse me, number four, the number four team in the SEC behind uh, Texas A&M, Alabama, and Georgia was Kentucky, and uh, we've talked about this in the past. TK Kentucky has um, put more guys in the NFL draft than any other SEC team, other than A&M, Alabama, and Georgia over the last three or four years, right? They put six guys in the league in the last draft. That gives Mark Stoops a lot to go into a young man's uh, home and tell his parents, hey, I can develop him into the NFL because, look, here's the track record. Yeah, I mean, the proof is definitely in the pudding, and it, and I think it, it's definitely going to help, and that's why those guys are up where, up there where they are in the recruiting ranks um, because they do coach well and they do play well. Um, do they put it all together on Saturdays? Nah, not 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 all the time. But they they're they're playing for that coach. He's got those guys playing different. We talked about it on the cast before. They're playing a different style of ball than than has been played in Kentucky in years past. And people are taking notice. And obviously, the NFL is taking notice. And when the NFL takes notice, that's what guys that's 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 guys' ultimate goal um, is to is to make it to that to that ultimate level. So. Yeah, you said it, bro. He he gets to go in their house and say, "Look, look here. We're putting cats in the league left and right. We're putting more cats in the league than than some of some of your favorite teams." So it definitely it definitely is a um is a selling point for those guys. 
Yeah, and I think it also says something that Kentucky was able to say, hey, this is how serious we're going to take football. We're going to make this investment to keep Mark Stoops here. They paid up, man. They gave him an extension, and that extension has ex- ex- uh, incentives on there that says every time you have a seven-win season, you're going to get another year extension. Every time you have a 10-year ten-win uh, ten season, you're going to get multi-year extension, plus you're going to get paid uh, more. So, I mean, they're they're really – I think Kentucky slowly but surely is starting to go all in to the to the football aspect of things. I mean, they've had some success here recently under Stoops, and now I think they're realizing that that uh, it can be sustained up there in Lexington. Yeah, I, I agree, bro. I I, I think we I, again we talked about it all year long watching them. I think they're they're doing some special things. I think Kentucky fans um, should be excited about the brand of football that they're putting out there and the brand of football that they're playing. Right now, it's 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 different. It's um, it's tough. They're they're playing they're playing defense. Um, so it's 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 fun to watch, and and I think they got some things to look forward to, and they definitely do, obviously, with this recruiting recruiting class. Yeah, a player that I want you to remember the name of for a few years from now in the NFL draft because I think he's this good is uh, Kenyatta Goodwin. He's a six foot eight, three hundred and five pound offensive tackle that TK. Michigan came after Kenyatta Goodwin. Alabama, Texas A&M all came after uh, Kenyatta Goodwin hard. I mean, had him on official visits here a couple weeks before signing day, and Mark Stoops keeps Kenyatta Goodwin. So that tells you that that young man uh, sees something in this Kentucky program. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm telling you, dude, it definitely does. And and, and once a guy gets, it, gets, gets in his mind that this is his place, it's his place, man. You can't you can't can't shake them about it. Yeah, and how about this? Uh Kentucky with the overall in the country, the tenth ranked recruiting class, fourth in the SEC, number ten in the country, bringing in they're just absolutely raiding the state of Tennessee, uh, TK. They're going in there and saying, Josh Heupel, you are not going to get Keaton Wade or Destin Wade. You're not going to get Barry and Brown, a four-star receiver out of Nashville, Tennessee. So that's what Kentucky has to do. They have to uh, get, obviously, the best players in the state of Kentucky, but then also go into Ohio, get a couple guys that Ohio State may want. Uh, go into Tennessee, take a couple players from Tennessee, right there in that surrounding area. Uh, if Kentucky can do that, they'll be in good shape. But speaking of Tennessee, uh, you and I, um, you know, even though you're a Georgia Georgia Bulldog uh, alumni, uh, TK, and played for the Dogs, we've not been shy about praising Tennessee and the job that Josh Heupel did. They come in at number 11 in the country after the early signing period, and there's a lot of excitement in involved nation. And I think they finally got a guy who – is uh, as long as the Jacksonville Jaguars don't come calling after Urban Meyer's been fired here and take uh, Josh Heupel away from them, uh, I think uh, I think they've got a guy that is going to you know do things the right way at Tennessee over there, and 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 there's a lot of excitement about that program. Yeah, and and you're right. We we talked about these cats all year long, and then the brand of football they're playing, the style they're playing, they're playing an up tempo style offensively, um, defensively they're doing some special things, but. Josh Heupel, what he's done, um, he's got these players playing for him, playing for this university in a different style, and and I think a big part of that is who's behind the behind behind the line. Um, Hendon Hooker is a guy that, that and Hendon Hooker saying that he's going to come back. TK. That, yeah, that was huge. That was, that, that, I mean, that, that's, that's that's the biggest recruit of the class. <laughs> that's that was huge. I mean, having a cat like that that wants to come back, do some special things. 
Um, and you've already he, seen that he could have worked as the league. Exactly. You've already seen that he's a special type of player. You've already seen that he can be special um, physically and both mentally for that team. I think that they played different for him, and I think that they played different for Josh Heupel. And I think that Tennessee fans really have something to be excited about. Um, the, the the East, I think the East is going to be fun. Fun next year. It's going to be really fun. Going to be really competitive. Yeah, and here's the thing. You know, when Tennessee, I just talked about Kentucky, how they have to go into the state of Tennessee and they have to go into Ohio. Well, Tennessee, there's not enough talent right there in East Tennessee alone to be able to get it done. So, you know, as well as I do from the recruiting process and friends and all that kind of stuff that you play with, Tennessee has to come into the state of Georgia and get some talent. If they're typically when they're when they're rolling, they're getting some guys out of the state of Georgia. Well, they've gotten Addison Nichols, a four star offensive lineman from Greater Atlanta Christian in Norcross. They were able to come down and get Caleb Webb, a four star wide receiver out of McEachern in Powder Springs, Georgia a four-star defensive tackle in Tyree West that was long-time committed to Georgia, ends up flipping to ten- Tennessee out of Tifton, uh, Tift County down there. Uh, da- Justin Williams out of Dallas, Georgia, four-star running back. So when you get those kind of guys out of the Peach State to supplement what you got over there uh, in Tennessee, some of the guys that you're going to get, that really uh, helps out Josh Heupel because, in my opinion, TK, I think the state of Georgia now, it used to be that California and maybe Texas and Florida were uh, head and shoulders above per, in terms of the number of, of recruits they they produce. But now when you talk about the metro Atlanta area and then also mix in a few in North Georgia, but a lot in South Georgia as well, I think the state of Georgia produces as much high school talent as any uh, any state in the country. Look, I, I, I definitely have to have to agree with you there. Um, obviously a little biased. I'm a Georgia boy, but, uh, nah, I mean, you definitely know your stuff. Blame, blame being a little modest, y'all. He, 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 uh, he, uh, he a recruiting guru. So if y'all really got any questions, y'all need to ask Blaine anything. He probably got all, all, the, all the questions, all the answers for y'all. Well, I mean, you, you coached in, even in, in seven A. So you've seen some of the talent around right. here. Uh, so, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Some of the guys that aren't even looked at at the D1 level in Georgia that are really, really high, good high school football players. It's a deep, deep uh, talent pool in the state of Georgia. Yeah, yeah, guys care. Guys guys really care. They get after it um, year-round. Um, I think I think one of the things that's funny, um, not funny, but just cool, is the amount of uh, trainers and, and, and guys that care about, about these kids too. So it's, it's really cool to see. Um, and, and that's probably everywhere, but but you said it. We're we're right here. We see it every day. So it's it's definitely cool to see here in the state of Georgia. Two classes that I wanted to talk about. Uh, two teams that that did it in this class uh, kind of helped themselves out. Auburn really helped themselves out a lot. Uh, they they started off I think before early signing day. Not very many commits at all, and now they've just have a. Uh, had a, a run on some guys here lately, but uh, right on signing day, they climb all the way up to number 16 in the country, TK, after being outside the top 50 coming in. So uh, even though Brian Harson, uh, you know, a, a that's it, that was a, a tough game there at the end of the year to to not win the Iron Bowl in the dramatic fashion that, that they did, uh, it does seem that there's a little bit of momentum going on there uh, with, with Auburn. And then the other program I wanted to um, – uh, highlight there was um we, we've talked a lot about mississippi state right uh, mississippi state has finished now number 13 in the country 
in recruiting. It was a Mike Leach, uh, 14 in the country uh, in recruiting, and then right above him was Arkansas. So you got SEC West schools right there together, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Auburn. That that's uh that just shows you how hard that division is, is it not, TK? No, it's it's super tough, and 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 even even in in the recruit, it's tough, it's tough on the field, it's tough off the field. Even in the recruiting realms, bro, it's, it, these cats have to get after it. I think that it all starts there. They have to win there first, and um, this is it's neck and neck. So I, I definitely think the wet the, the east and west are both getting more competitive. So our league in itself is just gonna be man. Super fun, bro. As it as it has been, as it always been, but it's 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 even more fun. No doubt. And then I said even Vanderbilt, they're thirty fifth in the country. They're thirteenth in the SEC, but thirty fifth in the country. So that tells you if you're thirteenth in the SEC, but thirty fifth in the country overall, where does that tell you all the all the talents going? It's coming down south, baby. It's going to be in the SEC. So that's why uh, we we think the SEC is the the greatest. Um, greatest conference in america but you know we're going to talk now uh transition over to travis hunter before we do that we got to talk here a bit, little bit about Lightbox tk and you know travis hunter after some of this nil stuff he's going to be able to get him some diamonds right you know bling, i mean bling. he's going to he, he's going to be able to get him a little uh bling and some stuff that's going on with that so uh we have to talk about our friends over at Lightbox. say goodbye to dull gifts Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques they've cracked the science of sparkle creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price eight hundred dollars per carat tk they have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds but are just grown in a lab because of their process they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue as well as a classic white light box lab grown diamonds are the gift that they'll never want to take off price so they they won't have to they'll really have to make any outfit sparkle visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shop shopping that's lightboxjewelry.com lightbox diamond never a dull moment and tk it was anything but a dull moment. You and I were texting back and forth, calling each other, being like, bro, is this really about to happen? Is Travis Hunter about to go join Dion down at Jackson State? And just, just you've talked to people uh, in the industry, trainers. You've talked to people around high school football. You've taught you yourself, uh, you know, being a, being a black athlete and then him uh, going to HBCU. Just talk about what this moment means for the history of college football and also uh, how crazy it is that he kind of spurns, you know, Georgia and Florida State to go to Jackson Jackson State. Yeah, um, definitely a, a kind of a whirlwind for, for college football, but such a such a cool moment um, for that kid, such an inspirational moment for him, uh, such an awesome moment for, for Coach Prime and, and Jackson State because it's, it's something that's never been done. Um, a number one recruit has never been um, even thought about to be seeked out by an HBCU. Um, so for him to be the first to do that, I think it's, it's, it's groundbreaking. It's earth shattering, but um, I think it's about to, I think it's going to, there's going to be definitely a trickle effect. I think you'll see others start to take that, to take that lead and, and, and do to do that and, and I think it's super cool because it brings attention to to guys that 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 don't get you know this national attention all the time so having a Travis Hunter there um who's probably going to br bring more recruits 
um, to Jackson State. Um, having those guys there will will give guys opportunities. Will shine light on the university. Will shine light on um, HBCUs in general. I think it'll bring more attention, more national attention um, to HBCUs. So hats off to him for being a a, a trailblazer um, and 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 just unique. Um, in itself so just hats off to him man it's just it's an awesome awesome thing awesome thing it is and no doubt that i'm sure he 100 percent uh really wanted to be a part of that 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 culture on those hbcu uh campuses and that unique deal but i will also say they oh, ain't yeah, never, got, there, ain't, there ain't never been anybody offered 1.5 mil to come to <laughs> hbcu either so yeah I, just be Oh yeah, I was not gonna. I was not gonna shy away from that bread. We, we was. We was definitely gonna talk about the turkey. Yeah, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Travis. I was talking to a guy right here, and he said, "He said, listen. I, he said that he echoed the same sentiments. He said it's cool. It's great. It's gonna bring uh, a lot of attention to HBCUs. But he said, he said, don't get it twisted, my man. He said, he said Hunter would would. I will leave this guy nameless. He said Hunter would have went to Idaho if they didn't offer him one point five million. <laughs> he said he'd been up there in big sky country if they'd been offering 1.5 million um but and then the my only qualm of the whole thing is now Dion wants to come out and that like he just went into Travis Hunter's living room and just beat out Florida State and Georgia for Travis Hunter he's like we ain't paying it we know you ain't paying him Dion Barstool <laughs> Sports is paying him 1.5 million and and uh, all the incentives but come on prime we know that we know that ain't the case look at the end of the day, it's about this wins and losses. And my man, they got they got a big dub over there in Travis Hunter, and I think that I, I really do think that that's gonna um kind of have a, a trickle effect. We'll call it the Travis Hunter effect, and 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 getting some other guys to to join them. Obviously, they lost that um that championship yesterday, but they're right there. Um, yeah, they're they're, to, they're close. They they got guys, so they got taken down in the a celebration bowl by uh you know South Carolina State uh. The guy, the guy that they, uh, I can't remember. I think Jay Walker with his name uh, up there in the three man booth. He he came up there. He came up there in the in the middle. And he said, "Listen, uh, I know Prime's team's been doing it hard all year, but before the game, he said these teams over here in the MEAC, they hit a little bit different than the than the SWAC over there." And it was true. South Carolina State took it to Jackson State. So uh, Jack uh, Travis Hunter will definitely be. Uh, a much needed addition over there offensively and defensively for Jackson State uh, as they go next year. But here's my thing, TK. I think as long as you're able to make it a little bit worth their while with the NIL money and things like that, I think there is now definitely going to be more of an open mind for some of these blue chip recruits to go over there. I just, I still think, you know, Jackson State is a little bit of an outlier because of the the resources that Prime's been able to bring uh, over to, to that, not just uh, the NIL, but he's raised the facilities over there. He's mm-hmm. raised the, the 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 support of the program. That's the biggest difference when you're talking HBCUs and FCS schools compared to, to places where, like you played at Georgia, is, you know, when you go to an FCS school, you're not getting, uh, you know, as high quality of, uh, you know, athletic the, the, the study halls the the training tables yeah the, the training you're not, table you're not getting all of that but the medical but, treat the medical correct. treatment i mean uh it, it's just a different experience so i think in a selective you know i'm talking to maybe five to ten guys a year i think it is going to start to make a change but i don't think it's going to be some some wholesale change it's going to start uh you know 
robbing these uh these you know perennial powers Alabama and Georgia from the guys they want to go get. No, not 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 that, but I definitely think it it, it brings attention to um HBCUs. I I, I think it kind of opens guys' eyes a little bit to 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 them. Maybe I can go there. Yeah. Um as well as I think to that point I think coach Prime um I think he's doing what he's he wants to do. I think he's bringing attention not only to Jack Jack State but but to to other um, HBCUs and, and you have other guys talking out talking about about their colleges and about um, and he's bringing attention to Coach Prime. That's what you know. That's oh, one come thing. Come on, now the, the attention's gonna always be <laughs> the, <laughs> that, Prime. That ain't Prime don't ever. mind Prime don't mind any attention coming his way now. We, that, that's another thing too. Uh, but now he's doing it. He's doing a great job for a lot of those kids over there, and uh, has been an inspiration to a lot of them. But one thing that he has done uh, quite well is he has utilized the transfer portal, and that's the last thing we're going to kind of talk about here is some SEC schools utilizing the transfer portal. TK, nobody doing it better right now than Shane Beamer over at uh, uh, South Carolina bringing in none other than Spencer Rattler coming in over there from the uh, the transfer portal. Um, what is your reaction to the former Oklahoma quarterback? Uh, uh, you know, people who thought going into the year was maybe a Heisman uh, favorite. Uh, it kind of blew up on him over there in, uh, you know, in in Norman, Oklahoma. And now he's making his way over to Columbia, South Carolina. What's your um, perception of that pickup by Shane Beamer? I mean, I think it's a good one um, for the squad. I think it's a good one for that team. They didn't have a guy. They played They They played with – uh, Zeb Nolan, <laughs> my man Zeb Nolan. They played with some guys. I mean, they brought in a guy from, from St. Francis. We didn't even know where he came from. Right, I mean. exactly. They played with cats we we haven't even heard of all year long. So um, maybe getting a guy that that that's played um, high level football, um, that's played at a high level. Obviously, you just said it. We we freaking was he was considered a a Heisman candidate. Um, you know, early on pre-season um so i mean getting a guy like that is huge um and then on a personal note for him i think it gives him an opportunity to to a fresh start um a fresh uh a fresh conference and and it's in a team that that i think ended the year on a positive a positive positive note dude i think you gotta you gotta give you gotta give uh spencer rattler rattler credit man a lot of people said lincoln riley was running from the sec spencer rattler's running right into it my boy said what's up (laughs) they said lincoln riley lincoln riley said i don't want anything to do with that baton rouge job i'm gonna go over here to uh los angeles and uh take care of that usc deal but now spencer rattler is gonna be coming and guess what uh, you know, Shane Beamer, it's all about connections, right? It's not that, you know, the old saying in life is not what you know, it's who you know. Well, he was at Oklahoma uh, before he took the job at South Carolina. So he had that connection with Spencer Rattler, but he's also bringing uh, Austin Stogner, a tight end, former store, uh, four-star recruit himself with Spencer Rattler. So Spencer Rattler will already have a rapport with Austin Stogner, a tight end that he's practiced with, played with, all that kind of stuff. So uh, you know, look at old Shane Beamer uh, pulling him, pulling him a couple over there. I like it, man. We talked about we talked about Coach Beamer and what he's been doing. Um, obviously, his guys have played been playing um, really good for him. Uh, I think that we, you know, we always talk about you want your team to kind of take take your character of your coach, and I think that they've done that. You know, he's a guy that that 
that just that wants to win and his, and his teammates his team looks like they're playing for him to win so hopefully getting a spencer rattler in there with some additional pieces um can can add some fuel to the fire that they've been putting out there yeah and then another team that's doing it upright in the transfer portal is none other than uh yes sir mr sam Pittman, the pit boss uh for arkansas he's bringing him a couple over there i you know here's the thing a lot of people question that hire, right? When it happened, they're like, ah, he's a lifelong offensive line coach, never been a coordinator or head coach before, and Arkansas is going to bring him in. Well, guess what? One of the first things that Sam Pittman did when he became the head coach at Arkansas is he went out and got coach Jimmy Smith, which Jimmy Smith was the head coach at Cedar Grove High School in Ellenwood, Georgia, who had just won a couple of state championships back-to-back and he says, hey, you're going to come over here and be my running back coach. Now, you know this, TK. When you're the running back coach at a college, what are you? You are a recruiting mercenary. That is yeah, what you, you are. Here, you, yeah, you ain't got to do a whole lot of coaching. All you, you guys know how to carry that rock. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to teach them a whole lot. You do a couple bag drills, uh, some some ball security. Uh, but other than that, you are spending your time. Little, little pass, bro. Little, little, little pass, bro. The past pro, that's right. But you were spending your time as a recruiting coach, and guess what? It pays off for him two years later because Jaden Hazelwood uh, went to Lincoln Riley left Jason Hazelwood from none other than Cedar Grove High School uh, enters the transfer portal, and it was signed, sealed, delivered. Three days later, he was at uh, in um, Fayetteville, Arkansas, with the Razorbacks. So they get a. Uh, the, the number one receiver from the University of uh, o- Oklahoma, uh, from Oklahoma University, Jaden Hazelwood, comes to Arkansas. And then they've also picked up Landon Jackson, a former four-star recruit, edge rusher from uh, LSU out of the transfer portal. So not Shane Beamer. Uh, he does his thing. But Sam Pittman says, hey, I'm going to raise you two, two four-stars here and uh, bring them in. So uh, you got to like what Sam Pittman's doing in the portal as well. Yeah, I mean, Coach Pittman's always been a guy that, that that's recruited amazingly. Um, obviously, recruited great for for the dogs and uh, smart. <laughs> Hell, he's smart. Went went and got the cat from Cedar Grove, and, and and two years later, you get the the dude from Cedar Grove. So, uh, hats off to, to to what he's doing. Got to give him a yes, sir. That's it. That's it. And then, unfortunately, for most uh, people out there. Maybe the best transfer portal pickup was none other than Nick Saban on signing day going and getting Eli Ricks, uh, LSU's top corner other than that that was right across from Derek Stingley uh, Jr., um, five-star recruit, uh, you know, played unbelievably there for LSU, and Eli Ricks decides to join Alabama. And we just talked about how they were uh, the, the secondary was kind of the weak point for Alabama this year in that defense. Was exposed a little bit at times uh, by, you know, uh, by Texas A&M, exposed by Tennessee at times. And now they get a just man-to-man monster in uh, Eli Ricks who comes in. It TK, it just almost doesn't seem fair that Nick Saban's able to go out and get guys like last year going out and get Jamias, uh, I mean, Jamison Williams at receiver, and now he gets basically, in my opinion, the equivalent of that on the defensive side of the ball and Eli Ricks. I mean, yeah, dude. Uh, again, going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, folks want to play for the best. And, and obviously, um, you know, in losing your coach like, like this guy did and in, in losing Coach O, um, 
he he probably got recruited by Coach Saban early <coughs> when he was a high schooler as well. So I mean, it probably wasn't nothing foreign to him. Um, but he probably wanted to go play for somebody that he knew was going to put him in a position to be to to succeed, get to the next level, and um, you know, play for a winner. So no, no I don't think it's I don't think it's nothing 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 too crazy. I I hear you, and uh, you know, speaking of playing for the best, we like to try to put out the best SEC content that we possibly can. It helps us out a lot if you guys subscribe. So if you hadn't done so, you're watching all the people I see in there right now. Go ahead and do me uh, one favor: just hit that subscribe button on YouTube. It's absolutely free. Uh, give us a like if you would; that'd be greatly appreciated. We uh, tried to break down all the early signing period uh, news and notes, some transfer portal, the impact of the uh, Travis Hunter situation, all of that on this episode. TK, next episode we'll be touching on all the bowl games. We're gonna we're gonna hit Wednesday night. Uh, we're, we're gonna come on just a little bit earlier on Wednesday night, so seven forty five Eastern time. Go ahead and mark your calendars because about fifteen minutes after that, uh, uh, Missouri and Army are gonna kick off. So we'll sneak in a quick Missouri Ar- Army predictions right there at the begin beginning. So we're not uh, doing it in game, and then uh, we're gonna predict all the bowl games next week bets against the spread, all that kind of stuff. We'll give you some players to uh, to look at. So join us on Wednesday night, the 22nd, 745 here on the 365 Sports YouTube channel. We will be live to bring you a, another uh, episode of the Second to None podcast and our SEC Bowl predictions. TK will be talking about two SEC teams in the playoffs and the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs and TK, an in- interesting fact, uh, you know, people are already looking ahead to that, you know, potential rematch. I was surprised that Vegas has come out already with an opening line should those two teams face each other again. And they say Georgia is a one and a half point favorite over Alabama in that game, which is hard for me to fathom after what happened in the SEC championship. But I guess it speaks to the overall body of work that Georgia put together this year. Yeah, I mean, I. It's hard to fathom, but you know me being a being a being a dog, I'd have to agree. Um, I I I'd take I take the one point win. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. One, one point is all that Dog hey. Nation is asking for. Hey, check this Can out. Can you win after by seeing, half a point? After that's, that's seeing it. what I saw, big dog, I take it. I take that's it. As long take, as we holding one. that crystal, as long as we holding that crystal thing at the end. There would certainly be nothing sweeter than for Georgia fans uh, out there if uh, Kirby Smart and company were finally able to get over the hump in the national championship game, no less, uh, after second and 26 and all that kind of crazy stuff that's happened. um, That would be quite magnificent. But both have business to take care of against Cincinnati and Michigan, respectively. We'll be breaking down those games and all the SEC Bowl games next week. For my co-host, Tavares King, I am Blaine Gilmer. This has been the Second to None Podcast, and we will catch you next time here on the 365 Sports YouTube channel and the Believe Podcast Network brought to you by Bet Online and Lightbox. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.
This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.